Comics, episode 144. Last week was short and sweet. This one, we are uh, overloaded with news. we got to power through it. So, first follow-up. I received another call from the comic book shop. You still haven't gone? No, here's the thing. I did make it. They informed me that they were going to give me until March 31st to hold the books, and they were going to let me know that they are moving storefronts to much closer to where you used to live, so you missed out on that. And... Um, so I went, and here's my little trip to the comic book shop. I went a little after lunchtime during uh, work. Uh, the guys were nice. Um, Ashley happened to walk into the store while I was there. So surprise, surprise. She is getting herself caught up on the show. Uh, she informed me that uh, her show peeps have listened to ours and questioned her about moonlighting on a second show. I can confirm that they follow me on Twitter. Ooh, special, Ofi- special. Ofi- official last week. <laughs> I was like, what is this? So either she's running it or, yeah, or either she's running the Twitter account or, you know, yeah. maybe they are listening. So here's my feedback on the new shop because I have not been there since they bought it. Uh, they do not give you bags and boards with your pool. I don't like that. that they don't- I like the guy was about to put my stuff in a bag and he was like, you need some bags and boards? And I was caught off guard. I had to pay like two bucks for 10 of them. And then put them in myself, and I got home like a madman. I don't like that either. I like it when they do it. Yes, that's not how you treat customers. <laughs> I'm not an animal. Don't nickel and me on the bags they, and boards. They did that, uh, or they do that at Midtown Comics, which just, you know, like chaps my ass. Yeah, uh, not like not liking that. Um, they do have a much wider selection now of trades and hardcovers. They are, they are stacked, stacked to the gills with... Where is this? Where is the store... Can you give me a, a landmark? I realize that people who listen to the show won't know what you're talking about, but fuck them. Where is it? Yeah. Jackson give me a landmark. Beach. Give me a landmark. Of where the new one's going to be? Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's like one of the things down by there's like maybe like the next block up from George's Music. Oh, that would have been pretty close. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, so a, lot, a bigger selection of hardcovers and trades. Uh, much more possible impulse buys that you could make. They do specials like every single day. That's great. Um, some random special at all times. If you miss, there's like one day you could come and get and choose one of the specials from the month if you completely missed out. I don't know if they do this every month, but at least for a month, month of March they are. Um, so they got a lot of good stuff going on, but I did not like the bags and boards thing. I did. It, it was perfect that Ashley was there because I did describe to them how, you know, I only pull so many things. Basically, all I had waiting for me was Paper Girls and uh, Saga, uh, but that I will come buy them whenever I do. Like, I, I will come get them, and Ashley was able to back me up on that. She said, yes, don't stop his pool. He will come buy them every time. So, thank you. That's good. Did she ask of me? Uh, we did talk. She did not ask of you, I don't think, but we did talk of you. Okay. Well, what did you guys say? Uh, well, you know that we'd be seeing Infinity War together. We're still doing the, uh, <laughs> still doing the show. Everything's on the up and up. She should know. If she's a listener of the show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that's good. Well, yeah. I'm glad you got your stuff. It's good for small businesses. Yeah. So she wants me to keep my pool, and and as of now, I still do have it. So it's all good. All right. So the latest Avengers: Infinity War trailer is the third most watched of all time. I guess so. What's beating it? I would venture to say probably a Star Wars thing. That would be my guess. Um, is it in the article? I don't think so. Uh, well, I mean, that'd be a real uh, lazy reporting, I feel like. 
Oh, I don't see it in here. So I would guess a Star Wars thing and perhaps another Star Wars thing. Well, that's lame. Well, I'm sorry to give you that news. Either way, it's going to uh, still shattering records of buying our tickets, which begs me to uh, to ask if you have secured ours. I have, but I will. I really. I mean, it, I told you before that it, it's more difficult than I anticipated, and the theaters that I would prefer us to go to uh, do not have tickets any longer. Did and, you and, not hear me on the show when I said that it broke the 24-hour sales record in only six hours? Well, yes, but I feel like that now people have calmed down. So it's, this is where the also rans like me and you come in. <laughs> That's what so I. So we're think. seeing it Friday at like two thirty. No, well we could. Cause, I mean, I'm not working, and neither are you. But still. All right. Well, either way. But, but and and I'm buying three. Yes. Yes. Okay, and I I I did see one of the theaters that I landed on, uh, like twenty five bucks a ticket, dude. Jesus <laughs> Lord. I, I know. I'm like, are they going to perform it live for us? Because that's ridiculous. Yeah, do I get to meet Robert Downey Jr.? Well, I mean, I'd settle for Chris Evans, which is a good segue. <laughs> well, you don't have much time to uh, to see him on the big screen. He It is confirmed, apparently, that he is saying goodbye to the role of Captain America once he is done with the Avengers 4 reshoot. So he will be sort of the first contract casualty, I imagine, that we will see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What is he else is he doing? I don't. I mean, I feel like the others all do other things. I don't think he does anything. I vaguely remember that before the first Captain America came out, that he was he was he was turning into like one of those artsy guys. He wanted to do some directing, you know, do his own project type things. And quite frankly, this has probably catapulted him into that. I mean, he's got money off of this. I imagine uh, notoriety uh, can probably you know he's got a name. Name brand, people know his face. Just so, just start doing whatever you want to do, whatever. So, so not, not another team movie too. No, that's that's what I'd recommend he Negative. does. Okay, well, look it up, kids. <laughs> so, X Force has, uh, I guess, sort of, kind of debuted in the uh, Deadpool two trailer, which I'm disappointed because these characters aren't what I would have selected for the for the lineup. But whatever. Yeah, you gotta describe this to me because I know nothing. I mean, so I, I, I'm also in the dark about some of them. Some of them are very obscure. Obviously, we got Domino, who who is being played by Jaji Beats from Atlanta. Uh, obviously, Josh Brolin is going to be in the mix. But then there's people in the back. Terry Crews is playing somebody that I don't know. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, and then a character called Shatterstar that was around in the 90s could also be showing up. So, you know, I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, but I was hoping for, like, a good lineup that I would have, you know, known but that's just me. That's just me being selfish. Well, I'm sorry about this. Well, and of course I'm going to see it because that's what we do. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they don't make this movie too bloated by shoving too many characters into it and trying to make it too spinoffy and all that stuff. But uh, it looks like it's going to be that. <laughs> but I, I guess we'll see. That we will. Um, and also, I mean, I forgot to include this up top with the Avengers stuff, but a a new scene so they've disney released even though there's no more trailers they at some panel released the scene of guardians of the galaxy meeting thor uh which is we kind of saw if you've seen some some leaked footage from disney's expo thingy uh, we've kind of seen this a little bit and i think maybe even the first trailer it just expands on it nothing really new so but if you saw it uh good for you i think it's well, still up there 
I didn't see it. Well, because because you know what though, when it comes to stuff like this, I don't want to see too many trailery advanced scene I, I really want to go into this almost blind just because i don't want to know any of the jokes that are coming i don't want to know any of these scenes that are that are happening because i'm just so pumped about just a complete visceral awesome experience and that's kind of how i feel about it i used to do this for the uh, x-men movies i wouldn't watch the trailers i'm like i just want, I just want to go i won't tell there. you about it then good please don't uh we've talked a lot about what dc's got in store for the super sons teen titans blah 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 uh, we both read Super Sons, but with Brian Michael Bendis coming to DC, they've kind of shaken up all those titles. It's been confirmed that Teen Titans are s- sort of splitting up into New Titans and Titans, and a teen Damian Wayne will lead one of those things. So uh, I'm cautious about venturing into another Titans book led by him. So I'm I'm hoping that Peter Tomasi will be able to continue his work in some way. Well, I mean, kudos to that book because it got me into DC after years and years of denying it. So I like it. And now I do. Accent. Well, I mean, when you say it like that. <laughs> FX has uh, axed the Deadpool animated series that was pegged to uh, be written and led by Donald Glover. So it says creative differences. We'll never know what those are, but you figure they would have tried to cash in on Donald Glover's notoriety at this point and the success of Deadpool movies. Um, so maybe we, we are missing out. Um, yeah, I'm not going to miss it. Right, Wait, I never knew. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm being, I'm being a hater. I, again, small doses, moderation, Deadpool, but they are, they are shuffling films that, uh, we have been interested in. So dark this Phoenix and mad. new mutants this are delayed. Makes, this makes me mad. So the talk with at least the New Mutants is they, they've added a character that uh, didn't didn't show up in the first round of of filming, and they're saying that it's a character called uh, Warlock, who's like a alien type. He's an alien. That's not even a type. He's an alien, and I imagine it's going to be heavily CGI'd. That's the rumor. And otherwise, it, would, it seems so weird that they filmed an entire movie and then try to insert a character back into it this way. But that's what they're doing. And then same for. Um, and we're talking like a solid year that they pushed back the new mutants, yeah. and then also uh, X Men Dark Phoenix, which I mean, again, call me a call me a romantic. I'm I will see all the X Men movies forever, but I this also sucks. It's been pushed back. This is going to be in the fall, and now it's been pushed to I guess what the spring? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Jesus Christ! What are I we don't know do? what I mean. What I I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with Disney potentially. Finalizing well, the deals to buy them, but I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like, especially New Mutants. I mean, they put out a trailer for that sucker. Yeah, it looked good too. Yeah, but I think that they, they're saying that it has to do with just being able to pace out movies like Deadpool two, and you know, all, well, and there's other two that it just makes sense this way, just to not have them all stack with pot on top of each other. But it makes me mad. Yeah, that's my thought. Same Sorry. Here. So shockingly, the showrunner of Cloak and Dagger, which is yet to debut on Freeform. Uh, wants to do a Runaways crossover. Isn't that weird that they'd want to do a crossover with a, <laughs> with a known, uh, established brand on television? I I don't know what the relationship is between Hulu and Netflix. Uh, Hulu will be majority owned by Disney once that deal goes through. So maybe they could pull something off. I mean, we haven't seen sort of crossovers. You know, you might see in between networks, but, you know, streaming services is a whole new ballgame. 
uh, you know, it makes perfect sense that these would cross over. They cross over plenty in the books, they uh, hitting the same sort of audiences. It, it makes you wish they were on the same network channel or whatever so that they easily could. But, you know, the, the showrunners of cloak and dagger are down for it. I would imagine runaways, you know, wouldn't mind like a little tease type thing. You know, let's make this happen. Continue to build out this universe. Well, I doubt it's going to happen. Sorry. Yeah, well, all right. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, to be a jerk. <laughs> sorry to be a jerk. I'm just being honest. That's how I feel. All right. This week's number one. So we read – I can't even get through this. So we read a book called Lucy Dreaming. This is out of uh, Boom. This is mm-hmm. by Max Bemis uh, from the band Say Anything. Thoughts on this? On the book or the band Say Anything? Um, I only like one of their songs, so let's just go right to the book. <laughs> I probably couldn't even name any of their songs. Uh, so this is a book we've talked about the writer before and, and read some of his stuff in the past that we weren't really feeling, or at least the only one that I did that I wasn't really feeling the worst sex man ever. Um, that was awful. Yeah. But so this book is getting a, a lot of pub. It's got an 8.7 rating on comic book roundup, which, uh, surprises me, but it is the, the story of this girl, um, who is angry with her parents a little bit is bored in school uh you know has some weird things that happen to her falls into dreamlike state where she has a whole living a whole nother life within this dream but is it really a dream uh what's actually happening um i don't know am i am i giving off the sense that i wasn't like super into it well i mean that's what it sounds like yeah <laughs> I, yeah, and I hate I, to be harsh. I mean, it seems like there's, you know, an, an idea here that it's something. And, and there's one thing. I mean, the art really throws me off. Like in the dream sense, like the character, like the the bad guy characters aren't like the, the when they kill the one guy and he's got like the yellow just like whatever flowing out of him. Like I, I don't know. I'm just like not feeling the art at all. Yeah, I, I it appears to me. I think that the art is the same art that we got for the worst X Man. And uh, to your point, I didn't care for this at all. Sorry. Uh, it was. I just feel like this concept's been done before. Like someone's got a troubled, tortured life, and so they have this outlet where they, you know, are living a fan. I mean, did I make up the genre of tortured teens having a fanciful <laughs> alter ego? <laughs> I don't know. But it just – and I am also surprised to hear that it's getting good reviews because I just felt like it was just like, okay. Yeah. And so – Okay, so basically this character is going through some kind of change, and when she apparently goes to sleep, she lives this this, this life in another dimension or something. But then we find out at the end of the book, spoiler alert, that there is something else going on here, that her family is privy to this, to this life as well, basically. Mm-hmm. Secret. It's a secret, but I They're gonna will not be around – I will not be around for this. Yeah, let us know how it uh, how it ends. It's a five or, or issue mini series, or, or, or don't. You know, our, our time is precious. If you don't want to tell us how it ends, I'll somehow have to cope with that. Well, whatever. Drinking the haterade today, but it's okay. It's for somebody because a lot of people will like it. Eh, good cover. <laughs> uh, for next week, we both landed on Breathless number one. This is out of Black Mass Comics, written by Pat Shand, art by Mary Jane Carpenter and Renzo Rodriguez. This is it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If the villains were Big Pharma, Scott Turner. Scott Turner works as a cryptozoologist, cryptozoologist, examining and cataloging supernatural creatures for scientific purposes. When she discovers 
The cure for asthma and the venom of a new breed of monster, she quickly finds herself on the run from Kenilworth Pharmaceuticals and the monsters that they've hired to kill her. With no one by her side but her clueless assistant, a morally ambiguous succubus, and her geriatric dog, Scout goes on the run. But in a world controlled by money and drugs, can she escape the reaching claws of a medical monopoly? It's a healthcare horror story about the monsters creeping in the dark, human or otherwise. So this is a quick aside here. Uh, so I don't know if you knew this, but New Jersey slash the New York DMA, where I'm living, is like the the home of Big Pharma. Did you know this? I did not. A lot of, a lot of Big Pharma up here. I stayed at a hotel once called the Kenilworth Inn, and I wonder if they're somehow connected. Kenilworth, Pharma, this book, me. So I feel connection to me. it. <laughs> <laughs> the art looks cool. I mean, I like how the cover is the... Um... Inhaler, yeah, inhaler, blood splat, blood splattered. So I'm just saying, like, I have a, conne- I have a connection to this book as well. I stayed at the Kenilworth Inn, very nice hotel. Well, I can't wait to read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> this book chronicles your uh, your stay, my journey in big pharma <laughs> <laughs> by way of zero prescriptions. So there you go. So uh, that's and you know without going into too much detail, I, I had a hard time finding a, a new debut for next week. So I'm hopeful that because this one's you know the chief stands alone here on this one that it is in fact good, not just the best of the rest. Yeah, Black Mask, uh, it's hit or miss. More times right. hit, but when it misses, it uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it swings glorious. and strikes out pretty hard. Yeah, it's certainly it's like uh, Casey at the bat. Yes, very much so. So what else you got to this week? Uh, I got to quite a bit. Quite a bit. This was a week of a lot of good stuff. So first off, Super Sons fourteen. Uh, this picked up with the where we left off with Talia uh, being around Gotham, getting mixed up with Damien and Superboy, trying to make something happen. We get the two of them tracking her down, getting into a battle. Lots of banter between the two. A lot of action with Damien and his mother. This is the type of stuff I love and the type of stuff I'm going to miss when this book comes to an end. I liked it as well. I like the art. I liked, uh, again, it's a two-book arc. So how much could you possibly, how deep could you go? But I thought it was good. I really did. Agreed. Runaways number seven. Uh, Runaways is quickly becoming maybe my favorite book going right now that i'd like to pick uh, up pick up and do and just that's, like that's, read instantly that's tough talk man it they rainbow roll is doing a great job of catering to both people who have read all of runaways and been around forever or a long time or making it very easy for someone to have just seen the show and pick this up as if you as if you know you don't even need to read what has happened in the past. I mean, they're, they, they're advancing storylines, diving into each character, uh, while still like, you know, there, maybe there's one box of background, uh, when they're describing their relationships in the past. Um, I don't know if you caught that in this issue, like it's, they're doing a fantastic job of juggling all this and pushing this along, you know, cause there, there is a lot of ground to make up for, for, for older people. I mean, this is a long time since runways have been together You've got Molly now being, you know, just a few years older makes a makes a world of difference. Gert being alive again, like there's a lot to to uh, to digest as an old time reader, and it's just been fantastic. The art's fantastic. The storyline's been great thus far. I'm glad it's back and uh, fully on board. I don't even remember what happened in this issue. I read it, but I don't remember. Molly goes back to school. Oh, she got a creepy friend. Yep. I'm back. Okay, okay, cool. We're back. Okay. 
Okay, so you read Descender 28. This was a sort of a catch-up of how we got to this point, how the robots, the harvesters, became not a big fan of humanity. That's the whole point of this, correct? Yes, I appreciate the backstory, but let's get back to it. That's what I'm saying. They, this book does an interesting job, though, of of taking you off track for a couple issues, either mm-hmm. focusing on, like, one character or, you know, flashback central or something like that. And, you know, to your point, I think that sometimes it's great, and then you're like, okay, 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 okay. Let's, yeah, let's, what's 1021 up to? Let's advance the story. <laughs> what's, that, what's happening? I'll that's tell you what, though. Nice. Dustin Gwen's art is pretty fantastic. I would say so. But that's, again, just a quick uh, aside. This is how I feel about, and you can relate because you used to live in the North. Right about now is when I'm like, okay, I'm done with the cult. I'm done. I'm done now. It's April, basically. Can we can we please put this away? That's how I feel about the way this, does that make sense to you? There's Nor'easters. Four. God damn it. <laughs> I had a snow day the fourth week of March. I, I get it. I understand. That's why I moved but, down here. I know. Well, you know, one day. We'll see. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yes, I do like it. It's obviously well done. But I will say, knowing when it's going to be a flashback or a, or a sort of a sidebar story, I'm not as quick to take to it than if I know it's going to be like, oh, uh, we got to have a cliffhanger. Right. Like, we got to get back into this. So so that's that. I do want to hear about Tales of Suspense 100-103. I bought all four issues. I read all four issues. You're right, it is great. I have enjoyed it. I want to read the last issue right now. Um, reading this, though, uh, this is the question I have after reading something like this, coupled with the Hawkeye that just finished that had Clint Barton in it, and then remembering Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Uh, when you factor these these types of things together, where you've got the guy who's, you know, he's not dumb, but he, you know, he plays that sort of dumb character, uh, you know, as, as funny as it, it really makes Jeremy Renner's portrayal in the movies underwhelming, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Like I read He's these, great. I read this book and those, those two Hawkeye runs and I'm like, I want that Hawkeye on the screen. Right. And not, not, not the one that we have. <laughs> not the, not the wife having farm living double life having yeah, I'm sure Jeremy yeah. Renner's a nice guy, but this version of Hawkeye is just so much better. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Uh, and I told you it's fantastic. The art is fantastic. I can confirm I've spoken to Matthew Rosenberg and Trevor Foreman both about this, and issue 104 is the end. That's it. Done. Yeah. So Done what so. is the – I guess what is the – what was the – and I don't, I don't remember reading any stories before this came out, but – why did this all of a sudden pick up a Tales of Suspense? Tales of Suspense? So like, what, what was it's the deal? Kind of, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek type of thing. So, okay, so first things first. Marvel went and they listened to my complaints, and they and they stopped rebooting books. So books all at once, like Cable, for example, or a couple others, rebooted as if they were actually – not rebooted. That's exactly opposite of what they did. They picked up where they left off 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So books went from being issue 6 to issue 87. You see what I'm saying? Right. So this book went off the shelves, I want to say in the 60s or 70s, and they picked back up at 100. That's what they did all these years later. So it's just kind of, a, again, kind of cheeky, kind of cool, I think. So that's yeah, what they did. and I, I did dig the uh, – because you know I always read the, the letters at the end. I don't know if they were actual letters at, after the first one from way back when. Probably not. Or, you know, just made stuff up. Um, 
you know, they had like a letter in there that was talking about how much they enjoyed number 99, blah, blah, blah. Really like Iron Man. You can't wait to read the next one or something. And Rosenberg's response was like, Hey, sorry, it's taken so long to get back to you, but I'm sure you're sure you know by now that Iron Man got out to his own book and uh, launched a very successful movie career. <laughs> like, yeah. like catching up on the, uh, the years gone by, but yeah, it's, it's very good. Can't wait to read the end. I uh, told you. Uh, beyond what we've already discussed, I did read uh, Regression. This is by Cullen Bunn, uh, out of Image. Just a weird book. It's like violent and kind of like psychosexual, which you know I'm into. Just kidding. Uh, so I did read that. And then I also read, because it again became uh, available for free to me, which is World War Hulk out of Comicsology Unlimited. I always wanted to read it and I never did. Uh, so I made good on that, which is – it was a quick – Four four issue deal, maybe four or five, maybe maybe five. It doesn't matter. And I'm done with it. Uh, but I read that, and I also picked up Jessica Jones Volume Two, The Secrets of Maria Hill, and uh, The Death of Wolverine, also by way of Comicsology Unlimited, for next to nothing. <laughs> Free ad. You can read these books. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Right. And thank you for typing. Thank you for thank you for typing those books in for me. That's a nice show. Well, I like to <laughs> I like to include them in the show notes. Uh, well, you know, and I appreciate that. That I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay, news of the week. Okay, Disney Parks is going to add Marvel superhero themed lands starting in 2020. To which I say, what took so long? Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. Well, 2020, we got that to look forward to. So I got to go to Orlando. Uh, or California, or Paris, or Hong Kong. Okay, so Cal- so Orlando. Yes. No. Wait. Okay. Wait. 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 Because of a licensing agreement with Universal for its Islands Adventure in Orlando that predates its purchase of Marvel, Disney doesn't have the rights to the Marvel comic superheroes east of the Mississippi, so it's at the Los Angeles one. <sighs> wow. How about that? I the want, rights. I... The rights east of that's all right. Well, whatever. Uh, what year is this? Did they, mention, did they mention the Mason Dixon line? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Lord. We got Gotham set photos show Jerome in full Joker makeup and costume. So I know you don't watch the show, but no. so this actor uh, who's playing a character called Jerome is sort of being um, Jerome Valeska is sort Ooh. of being positioned as the they keep saying proto Joker. They won't commit that he's going to become the Joker, they, even though like. You can see from the pictures, like, he's got that situation where his face was removed, and he's got a kooky laugh like this, and he's very, very sadistic, and he's totally acting like Heath Ledger's version of the character in um, The Dark Knight. Well, now they've released photos on Twitter where he's clearly wearing Joker clothes. So, I don't know why, I don't know, I don't know why the, I don't know why the, the confusion here. Just, just commit. It's fake. I hope not. They're throwing I mean, you off the scent. I mean, the character does the character. The actor does do a good job portraying the character. I will say he does. He does a nice job. So they just they should just give him the role already and stop hedging your bets. He's played the guy like ten or twelve times. <laughs> I love how invested you are. Well, you know, I, I I still watch the show. I know it doesn't make any sense, but I do, and I feel like it's gotten only better over the years. And I just, you know. It's probably going to come back for a fifth season, damn it. But I still watch it, and I just I want good things. That's well, all. I can appreciate that. So there you go. So Amazon's The Boys adaptation has added Suicide Squad actress Karen Fukuhara as a series regular according to Deadline. 
So she played Katana, I guess, in yes. the uh, – okay. I only bring this up because I cannot believe they're making this show and this book into a show. That book is so dirty, right? <laughs> well, it makes sense that it's a Netflix, Amazon, something like that. But yeah, agreed. I mean, legitimately like disturbing that book. Yeah, Garth Ennis, Derek Robertson. Although, you know, I mean, perhaps they're, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely dirtier than a preacher, but preacher certainly is, it's crazy to think that that's an actual thing that's on television as well. Yeah, I didn't watch season two, though. Did you? No, not yet. I will though. I promise that I will. I I didn't watch it either. Who the hell am I to judge? I'm so backed up on stuff. I know. You need to get some probiotics. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, I've gotten here. Peter Tomasi, the writer of Super Sons, is going to sell you a graphic novel about the Brooklyn Bridge. Did you check this out? I did not. Okay, so he's got uh, a passion project of his. It's a 200-page graphic novel coming out from Abrams on April 17th about the Roeblings and the building of the Brooklyn Bridge called The Bridge. Um, okay. It looks pretty... It actually looks pretty cool. I mean, I guess it tells the story. I don't know if Wait, it... What's, what's Abrams? Uh, it must be some some publisher. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a 100% true story or if he's got the family that did it and took some liberties and crafted a story um, out of it, but... You know, I'm a big fan of his writing, and uh, you know, I trust that this is this is probably you know at, at least an interesting read. So I'd be excited to uh, to see some full reviews when it gets closer to uh, to release date time. I imagine some some folks will have a, a copy of it to review, but it looks good. Uh, I bet it's written well, and uh, you know, good for him. Uh, is it a real book? No, graphic novel. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. You know, as I was uh, clicking through and I landed on the Amazon page where this is being sold, below it I can see uh, Mr. Miracle Paperback. And I just – I'm already like, oh, that book's so good. Mm-hmm. I will most likely I, collect that in hardcover. I mean it's pretty legit, man. And these last two issues, I'm telling you. Well, we're going we're gonna to miss next month. We know this. Oh, God. Because of people having babies. Babies having babies. Uh, all right. Well, on that note. Okay, so ending on a low note. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. But well, we... so this was a, a longerish show. That's fine. That means there was lots of stuff to talk about. There was a lot to discuss. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. That's right. The flowers are still standing. <laughs> Until next week, too many comics.com. Please hit us up.